AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and uh, happy Wednesday, everybody. What a beautiful day. I'm not sure if you just caught that little rain shower that came down, and that was so refreshing and nice. But here we are on Wednesday because we were preempted by the Yankees. So normally we're here with you on Thursdays uh, with Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, but I am so excited about this show. We don't have a fire coming up uh, for the 4th of July weekend because there's so many other wonderful things happening in Providence. Um, But, you know, last night I had the privilege of um, being awarded uh, for water fire and an accepting award for water fire from uh, the Cianci Foundation. And my really good friend, Rick Simone, who has uh, been stalwart and always a supporter of water fire, as well as uh, Buddy was, is here with me today, and we're going to talk a little bit about this foundation and what you've done. I was amazed. So, everyone, as you listen, uh, hello, Rick. Hi, Bronwyn. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Like you said, it's a gorgeous day, and I'm looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, and you know, and you're doing just amazing things, as always, as a man who wears many hats. And does many things. We have lots of fun. We have lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, last night was really, um, to me, very touching. Um, so I, I, could you please, without me describing it, tell people what Absolutely. Happened? Absolutely. It was it was a very touching evening. And I literally, the meeting I just left before I came here was, again, recapping last night and talking with the, the new board that's taken place. But what's happened is... Um, you know, most people know that former Mayor Cianci had two foundations that existed during his terms of office and even after. One was the library research uh, foundation that he had, and the other was the uh, scholarship fund that he had. So for a number of years, the scholarship foundation gave out scholarships, and the library fund was building to hopefully one day showcase all the various things that uh, the mayor had touched upon during his, his careers in Rhode Island. And uh, after the mayor's passing, the family got together and really wanted to try to find ways to continue to, uh, you know, honor his legacy and the things that he had touched upon during his career. And um, it's been about five months since the mayor passed, and I would say probably a good two weeks after his passing is when the family really got together. And we came up with these ideas and talked with the the previous board and the new board to to merge both the missions of what the mayor was passionate about. So the Scholarship Foundation and the Library Foundation are in the process of merging into what we're now going to call the CNC Educational Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, last night was the the catalyst of putting that out to the public um, and putting it out to a lot of people that uh, the mayor was close to and touched upon over the years. So we, we got this great opportunity to bring everyone together last night and we awarded uh, 14 scholarships. To Which I thought was awesome because all of those kids, where where they're going and what they're yeah, doing, it, it, was it, it was it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, a lot going to URI or Rhode Island College, staying, staying in Rhode in Island, state. yeah, staying in Rhode Island, and in various things. I mean, there was um, people going for theater, people going for engineering, people going for uh, nursing. It, it was really truly impressive to see what these students were. But it was 14 kids from 14 different 
um, schools. Yeah, and, it was you know, like the Times 2 Academy, yeah. and then you had LaSalle, and then, you know, you moved yeah. from one place to another. But. And they each last night got awarded with a $1,000 scholarship to help them with their expenses going into the, the first year. Um, so it was nice to have them there, but we also wanted to, in combining these missions, we wanted to look at the organizations that the mayor were near and dear to the mayor, or he's had some significant impact to what was important to him through the city. And, you know, if you don't mind, I just want to, I can quickly say what the new mission is, if that's okay with you. I think you should say what the new so mission the, is. And I'm going to read this because I don't want to mess it up. And I, Dr. Turquetta, who is um, Buddy's nephew, is now heading up the board. So he's the. He the did a wonderful board. job last night as an MC, by the way. He's a great man. He's a good guy. Um, so the CNC Educational Foundation is dedicated to assist those in Rhode Island that strive to achieve continuing education through college scholarships and additionally to further enhance the educational spirit of arts, economy, urban development, health care, and politics through sponsorship support. So merging the, the scholarships with the sponsorship support is what brought us last night to the additional uh, attendees that joined us. And it was really, you know, from my perspective, I thought it was a very dynamic group and it was very heartwarming to add this group to what was already there for the scholarship. People. I saw Catherine Quinn from, yeah, from the Anthony, Anthony Quinn, Quinn Foundation, Foundation yep. and I saw my great friend Bert Krenka and AST20. Um, yeah, I, one, again, I will say thank you. Absolutely. And Our behalf pleasure. of Waterfire, um, we are very grateful for the support. But yeah, it was you brought everyone together. Yeah. It was hospitals, it was Women art, infants, yeah. and um yeah, Providence Preservation Society. Yeah, the mayor was, I mean, preservation was a huge thing for him. Federal Hill was obviously one of his, his babies, so we had the Federal Commerce Association there. Um, let's see, Water Fire, Women and Infants, PPAC was there. So all in total, it was eight different organizations. And, and almost $50,000 went out last night, right? 48.5 at the end of the night last night. Well, 48.5 at the end of last night. You know what? Thank you. Uh, I'll put that up in the air because <laughs> nobody can see it as I'm on the radio, but I'll put that up. Uh, thank you, Mayor CNC, for um, loving our city and loving and being our Prince of Providence and helping Water Fire because without him and him, you know, we, we did. Do you know this? So we did um, a documentary and Buddy, yep. as I will call him was in it, and he said, you know, you could throw a bowling ball down the <laughs> yep, middle of downtown, so many times. <laughs> and nobody would be there, and he's like, and then this crazy guy with his hair comes up to me and says, <laughs> I want to light the rivers on fire while he's at Cafe Nuovo one night. Yep. And he's like, really? <laughs> I mean, that could have been... <laughs> I know, I know. And he let it happen. I, I was there for the very first fire with Barnaby and the mayor. Um and it was, I mean, it was an amazing experience then, and it's it's no different now when you go. It's still an amazing experience. Well, you experience. have a long history with Absol the mayor. Absolutely. Um, yep. All right, best story. Best oh, story. I don't even know if I can come up with one that's the best, but, uh, you know, one that came back, obviously, when he passed away, there was a flood of memories, and one of the first ones was the, the, the very first time that I met him. And I was a student at Johnson & Wales. I was just turning 18 years old, and it was the very first time that I met the mayor, and I was doing a community service project cleaning St. John's Park on Federal Hill. So it's me and, you know, a bunch of kids, most of us that were causing trouble, and we got told we had to go do this project. And uh, the mayor shows up with the head of the Federal Commerce Association and, you know, a police driver and all these other people that come up for the mayor to come see us while we're there. And, you know, we're just a bunch of young college kids cleaning the park and doing what we have to told. And he comes around, shakes hands, and we all think it's cool and take our picture. 
and I get into a conversation with him, and I don't recall the exact reason, but it, it, the conversation evolved into this fact of, what, do you know why cleaning this park is important? And I said, well, yeah, it's a good thing to do. The park was dirty. We wanted to make it look good. He goes, no, what you just did lifted the morale and helped all these people that want to come to this park that are residents and visitors of the city. He goes, you did more than just a cleaning project. And it's pivotal to everything else I dealt with him for the rest of my you know, personal and professional life for 25 years um, that that one moment defined so many things going forward. It's so much bigger. The little things that you do right. make such a big difference, don't they? Yeah. And it, it's it, maybe that's why he loved water fire, because I, I, I think he saw yeah. that those little things. He saw the greatness in it. He saw the greatness. And he had a very unique perspective about that, is that, you know, Buddy would touch people and he could make you feel like you were the only person in the room. There could be hundreds of people in the room. But, and when he got over to you to have a conversation with you, you'd feel like there was no one else there. And that was that was truly a gift. And I think the things such as water fire, you know, such as the historic preservation that he's done, you know, um, bringing in arts, culture and tourism to the city. These things didn't really exist back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he first started working on them in, you know, 91, 92, when these things started taking shape and the rivers were actually moved, it made a significant impact. I mean. I can't go anywhere now where I'm not talking about water fire, and I feel like I'm him sometimes because it's all I do is talk about <laughs> the greatness of Providence in Rhode Island. So. Well, I, I agree with you because, you know, I, I, what I, one thing that I have found is that there's a lot of people that move away saying we're never coming back. Exactly. And we boomerang back, right back home yep. to Mama. And yep. it's like Providence is probably the most beautiful place. And um, I, I'll bring it back now to the CNC Foundation and the Educational Foundation, which I think is um, it's a legacy, correct? It is, it is. It's to honor, you know, we want to honor the things that he cared about. And this was, you know, the first year in doing it. And the goal was is this year. I mean, people are like, well, you gave away a lot of money last night. And we're like, we did. And it's there was money there. The accounts was growing and becoming stronger. Merging them helped. Um, you know, there was a lot of questions of what was going to happen with the mayor's own marinara sauce. And, you know, ironically, you know, as sad as it is, Buddy's passing it. Also, the sauce sales went through the roof for the next few months. I got three bottles last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. I, not only did yeah. I receive one for water fire, I, sorry, Barnaby, I didn't give it to you. Um, I bought two. <laughs> That's awesome. It. It's become a weekly staple in my house, too. Um, but it was it's, you know, the family and the board now has gotten together. And what's the sauce is truly a recipient of the educational foundation so it's already for the past two months been able to contribute monies in and it's not dramatic sums of money but i, I think the last two months alone was you know a little over a thousand dollars each month um which is dynamic Big. yeah it's dynamic so it, it's that honoring it in that way and you know encouraging people to still go out and support it our goal is is to continue to grow this foundation and, and honor him and that's what i wanted to ask you yeah what what is the the primary like if you could see the big picture or your dream yeah of so what it would look like i think our dream is to continue first and foremost to continue this the scholarships because that was a, a, the largest part of it i would say that you know our goal is for next year is that the scholarships will continue but in a different format so we're really gearing towards giving out larger scholarships so you know say 2500 $3,000 scholarships to two or three individuals, but for two years each. So it makes a larger impact, helps them a little bit more with their aspirations and affording college. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something that we'll have in place by, you know, this time next year when we're closing out. That, that's a big goal. Um, yeah. In addition to that, it's being able to continue to support the groups like we did last night. There's so many worthy 
groups. You supported water fire. Right, yeah. And mm. and I think that there's ways that, w- you know, we can grow with water fire. There can be things that truthfully at water fire that help come back to benefit both organizations. Um, and we want to adopt these things. And, you know, Barnaby's name has come up about creating this series that honors the character of the legacy. So, you know, the urban economics, the politics, arts and culture, where we do probably each quarter what we call CNC, what we want to call CNC talks. Okay. And we change the venue bring in different speakers to come in and, and speak about... But who's going to speak at the CNC Talks? So the CNC Talks, well, I, I can't give away some secrets of what we're going to do at the beginning of some of them, but what we're planning to do. But we want to bring in groups of people that were near and dear to caring about the city and can continue it on. So having someone like yourself or Barnaby come in and talk about why arts is important, not even just specifically waterfront, but why arts is important and how it's defined. It's economically yeah. we are important to the state. Yeah. I mean, art and... Our food, I I was just in New York for four days, right? And I was explaining to somebody that in Providence, we're this small little space that everybody thinks of. We have the best food. Our art and culture has absolutely exploded, Rick, and and probably underneath your watch as well. Been around for a lot of it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you've seen and, and, and moved with a lot of it. And you, again, wear many hats. So I know that you take care of the city. In the best way that you can. You're on a lot of boards. Yep, I'm on a a number of boards. You know, the Problems Tourism Council is probably one of my favorite boards that I sit on because, again, it's an opportunity to provide money. So it's a lot of grants um, that are given out to support these organizations. And there are, you know, a good 50 organizations a year that we probably support through that. Um, But these things are, you know, and again, going back to the mayor, these are lessons that were taught to me. So, you know, my my kids asked me, and you saw my son last night. My oldest was helping By us. By the way, <laughs> I'm just going to say Evan's listening right now. <laughs> Evan is um, this beautiful, blonde-haired, <laughs> blue-eyed boy who, when you walked into the Roma last night, said... Please sign the sheet. <laughs> he takes his responsibilities very serious. He I'm does. happy about that. And you know what? He's such a good young yeah. gentleman. You're a great kid, Evan. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evan. Um, but, you know, to the, and that's what you know. I, I talk about with Evan and my other children is about the giving back. You know, and that's why I sit on the boards and the organizations that I do. My The history that I have, and that's going back a long time with you and, and Barnaby and many other organizations, is that... You know, I've been director of tourism for the city. I've been director of conventions for the city. So I've I've been a lot of different things. Um, you know, convention services manager for the province for work CVB when I first started out. And now out, you've taken on the Ciancy Education Foundation. I have. I have. Through a, as a consulting job, I've got now um, a consulting group. I left Alex Anani a year ago, and now I've got a consulting group. And what we do is, you know, marketing, public relations, event production, and the foundation, you know, Brad Turquetta came to me shortly after Buddy's passing and said, is this something you can help us with? And it's a pl- it's a pleasure. I mean, it's absolutely a pleasure. And last night was insanely uplifting and encouraging. That's what I thought yeah. as well. It was it, it was such a, a beautiful thing. So if somebody wants to help, I mean, moving forward, again, they ask like about the big picture. Absolutely. Um, how can we help? What can we do? So the how number one thing is as silly as it sounds again, buy the sauce. <laughs> Just get out there, <laughs> buy, buy the, the sauce. sauce. <laughs> Tell your friends, buy the sauce. You know, help us support us in that way. The other thing is is that you'll see over the next um, probably two to three weeks is that the website's going to evolve. We just have a homepage that's up right now, and it's going to be Um 
But check in with the cncfoundation.com, see the events that we have coming up, and come support us at those events. See why they're important to the city and the state. And we're going to be, you know, those will help raise funds for it. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to come up with additional, you know, fundraisers that we'll do. That there's a lot of things being talked about right now as to how to bring in additional funds to do that. But we're going to set specific goals about how much money to raise a year, how much money we can give away each year. But the family's mission to honor Buddy's legacy is to keep this, you know, in uh, forever, keeping this foundation going. Well, on. one, I think you're a part of the family. <laughs> I feel like I am now. <laughs> I, I really, I, I think you are, and that's you. that's why you're the head of this. Um, and I met a lot of the family. I knew Nicole. I grew up. Yeah, she was a uh, sweetheart. Knowing Nicole, so I am um, very familiar, and I knew uh, the mayor very well. And, and we've got some good people that have transformed to come onto this new board for the merger, and there, there were uh, most of them present last night. But you got Dr. Takata. Um, Olivia Cianci, which was Buddy's granddaughter, is now serving on the board, and she's she attends URI in the nursing program. She's brilliant, brilliant girl. Um, so we're happy to bring her creative energy into it as well. Carol Turcata, Buddy's sister, is serving on the board. Um, Artin Kaloyan, who is a lawyer in Providence and was Buddy's former chief of staff, he's uh, an insanely brilliant individual and um, brings a lot of passion and energy to things. And then we have Donna Santos from PPAC, and Donna's you know her. Her reach and her personality is so dynamic that she's an incredible breath of fresh air to bring into the board as well. So we've got some great, great people that are standing there to support this new organization. It's the Cianci Education Foundation. Correct. All right. And if somebody wants to actually go and look it up on a website, it's... CianciFoundation.com. CianciFoundation.com. And you'll soon see all the pictures from last night. We're getting all that uploaded because there's so many in... um, I think it was one of the media outlets, Go Local Proud today, did a great slideshow showcasing all the pictures. So, oh, nice. So you're on there, so you got to check that out. It was oh, really beautiful. Oh, I don't beautiful. know. <laughs> no, you look, you look great. You look great. So it was nice. They put a nice slideshow, Go Local well, today. Well, Rick, I, I am Rick Simone has been with me here on AM790, your station for talking business in Waterfire Ignites, Rhode Island. And we were talking about the Cianci Educational Foundation and, well, one, Rick Simone, Again, wears many hats, but thank you so much yeah, for absolutely. what you've My pleasure. done and what you gave to Waterfire and what you continue to give because I know you're always an advocate. Absolutely. And it's nice to see you. Thank you, Brandon, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. All right, everyone, we'll be back in one moment, and we're going to be talking to Ross Nelson from Cox Communications and Cox Business about just a lot of good philanthropic stuff. Today's just all about good. See you soon. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And I would just like to remind everyone um, that we are underwritten by National Grid and sponsored by our great friends at Lifetime Medical, 333-3333. They're looking and uh, recruiting right now for uh, assistants and certified nursing assistants, and they're just a great company to work for and wonderful people. But I am today is all about philanthropy and about what people do that is good. So we just talked to our friend Rick Simone from the Sansi 
uh, Education Foundation, which has just been started and was um, generous enough to award Waterfire some money. But they've been doing so much more. Uh, and now I have my wonderful friend, Ross Nelson, uh, in from Cox Business. And I'm going to, you know, I was going to mess it up. So I'm going to let you say it, your exact title, Ross. Vice President of Cox Business. Yeah, all right. Well, Ross, I'm so glad you're here. It's great to be here. What and a wonderful day. I know. And it's nice out. And I've got you here. And, you know, we were talking on the phone earlier. And I know everything that you do for Waterfire. So if people don't know, um, and I'm sure how you, I'm not really sure how you couldn't know, Cox has been, Cox Communications, Cox Business, has been probably one of our largest supporters for years and years and years. And for that, we are very grateful. But, you know, what I like to hear about, uh, Ross, is everything else that's going on, because not only do you support Water Fire, you have, Cox is really um, it's a family-owned business, right? It is. It's a, an Atlanta-based family-owned company. It's a nat- nationwide in markets across the country. But we really like to think of ourselves as a local Rhode Island company or a local Connecticut company. Wherever we have uh, a system, that's that's where we're local. So we consider ourselves a Rhode Island family company. Well, I, you know, I, one, I only... I know that because I see where you put your money back into your communities, right. which is pretty amazing to me. And again, you know, I'm going to thank Cox for uh, supporting Waterfire, but I think more than that, you've got something coming up. What is this thing that's going on? And, and there's a deadline. Right, there is. Get Started Rhode Island is our economic side of what we try to do in the state. It's a Shark Tank like event. So we uh, are we, you as mean as the people on Shark Tank? No, we no. try to help them. There's no trick questions. We okay. don't try to hurt anybody. <laughs> it, but it's actually a lot of fun. There's, uh, we get two to three hundred people there for for networking. There's six companies that get to pitch their company. They get uh, three or four minutes to talk about it. We have a, a great panel of judges that will ask you know good questions, pointed questions, uh, offer some advice to them, um, and then we select a winner. And this is our fourth year. So wait, can somebody um, say, for instance, that I've got a great idea? Right. Which I have a lot of them, by the way, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say I have a great idea, but I'm all by myself. Right. Could I come pitch it? So what we're looking for is companies that are slightly past the idea stage, that they've either got um, a working business or it's basically startups that we're looking for. Okay. Um, so you could have you could be a sole proprietor. You could have a couple of employees. Um, but we're looking for something that's a little bit more tangible than just a thought or an idea, right? So what we're hoping is through the prizes that we offer, the visibility we can give you, that we can give you that next little nudge to get your business to take off. All right. That's the goal. And what it is, it's rather substantial because it used to be $10,000, right? Right. And you guys just really took it through the moon. Right. We're up to $40,000 in prizes in, in cash. So... What we look at this is is we have a responsibility as being a local company to help drive the economy, mm-hmm. right? So how do we do that? Well, get started is one way, and getting more visibility and more companies to apply and more people to show up, we raise the prize money. In the past three years, it's been $10,000 worth of cash and services, and right now we're up to $40,000. 
So the cash now crazy. is crazy, right? <laughs> That's it's wonderful. Fire crazy. sale, giving stuff away. So ten thousand in cash. Uh, we're partnering with Beta Spring, so you get a membership to Beta Spring. So you can take your idea, you can go to uh, Beta Spring, they can help you develop it uh, and, and grow it. You do get Cox Business Services, so whether it be internet, phone, video, to support your business free. Uh, we give you an article on Inc.com's uh, magazine website, wow. which gets tremendous visibility. Uh, and also you get advertising the Providence Business News, the Rhode Island Monthly, Advertising and Cumulus Radio, mm-hmm. our partner, and a, and a lot more. But so it's it's meant to be a fun night. It's meant to get visibility. It's meant to give you an opportunity to grow and develop your business. So it's win-win for everybody. Who's who's won in the past? So I guess that would be my question because I'm trying to figure out who's eligible, who's afraid maybe not to apply by it's July 15th, right? Right, right. So to give you an example of the six people we had last year. Uh, we had a company called CBC, uh, which actually won. And what they do is they provide uh, rooftop rooftop wind energy solutions. So instead of the big uh, uh, wind turbines you see, mm-hmm. these are roof-mounted, and they can produce electricity. So he had a prototype developed, and he was able to demonstrate what it costs, what it can save, how it's good for the environment. So he was the winner. Another woman uh, was Delish Skin, which offers organic, non-toxic skin care and cosmetics. That she uh, makes I'm in. Food. I'm in. Right. She makes them from food. <laughs> uh, Move in, which uh, was a student trying to serve the student population for buying back and refurbishing furniture at the end of the school year. So instead of going out and buying new and then getting it, throwing it away, they would sell it at a discount. Nice. So Ocean State's uh, Ocean State Smoke Food Fish Company in Warren. They were part of the um, uh, Hope in Maine incubator. And they make, uh, they offer fresh, locally smoked fish products, very different types. Like smoked salmon? Smoked salmon, yep. So, now they've got a product that's already marketed, but they need that next little kick. So, they were uh, a competitor. So, can I ask you something? So, when you're giving the award, does it go to multiple groups or just to one? It goes just to one winner. Okay. So, they get, they get all the prizes we just talked about. So, it's, what we're trying to do is make it an impact, right? Yeah. More cash, more services, more resources, rather than just a little bit, right? So if we can really help them, um, that's that's what the goal is. And then last year we had a uh, exact sense, which was a drone, 3D drones for uh, mapping utility lines, uh, rights of way. They can do it significantly faster. Uh, so that was the first time we'd seen a drone. Oh wait, so are you those drones that are coming over water fire that Barnaby's getting really upset about every now and then? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Now we do need to talk to you about our event though coming up. And we might want a drone. Uh, so I mean, those are some of the winners. We've got uh, great panelists uh, coming. Uh, we've got Melissa Withers from Beta Spring. Yeah. She's got a great background. Uh, Tom Burgess, he's uh, the CEO of Linkable Networks. He's uh, both. Uh, Lives and grew up in Rhode Island, but he works in Boston as well. Um, he's sold a couple of startups. He's uh, founded four others. So he's going to be a, a great asset. He's going. He knows what small businesses do. He knows how to market them. He knows how to grow them. And he knows how to sell them too. So. Well, because it's different. It's a, it's a different environment, isn't it? When right. you're doing, when you're trying to bring up a small business, as opposed to if you're in something that is so large and corporate and right. and big. Um, so, but wow, it's supporting small businesses really where the growth is. Right, six out of ten jobs, new jobs, mm-hmm. come from small businesses, and 50% of the population works in a small business. So, if we can stimulate that, maybe we can move Rhode Island forward faster. 
Rising tide floats Rising. all boats. Isn't that, uh, isn't that's that what exactly they say? Right. right. So that so that's one thing. So let's tell people because if you're out there and you are listening and you do own a small business, you have an opportunity right now to actually get in the game and be part of what's happening and be maybe maybe you are the $40,000 winner. Who knows? You might be a winner. Exactly, Ross. Right. I mean, you don't know unless you put it out there, right? Right. So let me tell you how to get there. So uh, you're going to have to register online. Okay. It's coxblue.com at slash get started RI. All right. Coxblue.com slash get started RI. Okay. Okay. And the event is September 22nd. Mm-hmm. It's 530 to 830. It'll be at the Providence Biltmore downtown upstairs in the top in the ballroom. Beautiful, beautiful venue. And uh, what's better than uh, hors d'oeuvres, cocktails, and uh, a networking event? Yeah, but if people want to get into the game... If you they, have to if register they... online by s- July 15th. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. So, I mean, if anyone's listening, why wouldn't you take the chance? Why wouldn't you actually just put it out there? Because you don't know. Maybe your small business, which you just, you know, you're not thinking of. Maybe Ross Nelson and the people at Cox will look at it and go, you know what? That's brilliant. That's the new idea. Yeah. That's right. You know, and, you know, I've known Ross for quite some time now. And it's not only what Cox does. I mean, this is amazing to go from 10,000 to 40,000, support something and support people that are here in Rhode Island and uh, small business, which I know has always been a very big structure of Cox business is keeping things kind of home like right. and and making you feel at home i all right sorry verizon i have cox at home i call every now and then and i actually talk to a person which is really freaking weird cool. these yeah. days <laughs> and it, yes you're right it is cool but you know more than just that Cox does things um, not only for Water Fire, not only just this initiative coming up, but something that I find to be really beautiful, and I think that everyone needs to hear it and pass it on, please. Uh, You do something um, where you're giving services for a lot less money to people um, who might need a little bit of help, right, Ross? Uh, Right. So the biggest issue uh, we find in the state, being an Internet and a telecom company is the digital divide, right? Is getting everybody access to the internet, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a luxury anymore. You need it for uh, accessing your medical portal, right? Your patient portals for your doctors. You need, the kids needed to access homework and grades. So what we've tried to do is say, how can we bring internet to uh, low income families? So we partnered with uh, a company or nonprofit called Connect to Compete. Uh, They're a nationwide nonprofit. And they're working to bring students and families online um, and working with companies like Cox. So who's eligible? If you're on the free lunch program, the SNAP program, and uh, I think a new one is HUD Section 8 housing, yeah. you're eligible for this. And it's broadband speeds. Everyone should have access. Everybody. Everybody, because the world's changing so quickly, don't you think? I uh, mean, you've I have got my kids three are, daughters, right? Right, and they're online all the time. And it's not just, you know, online with Twitter or Facebook or whatever they're doing. It's it's homework. It's research. It's now they're applying for jobs online. So it's an absolute necessary. It's not to be tool. funny, but do you remember the day that we had beepers? 
Remember uh, remember the day of the Bieber? And encyclopedias. You go to the library, they're three years old, and did <laughs> have the current president used to in say there. to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> but right. go ahead. I'm sorry. to I digress. Um, I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. So continue. So, you, so it, it's uh, what we found is not a broadband. Rhode Island ha- is one of the most broadband-ready states in the country. 99.7% of Rhode Islanders have access to broadband in Rhode Island. So getting it's not the issue. It's adopting it is the issue. Right. Um, one what in does five. That mean, so um, some folks, one in five Americans don't use the Internet. They may not see the value in it. Right. The FCC identified three reasons why they don't use the Internet. It's either cost, digital literacy, or they don't see the relevance. So if you have parents, let's say, that uh, don't use the Internet, you know, whether it might be. I won't pigeonhole any any careers, but there's some that may not use it on a daily basis, so they don't see the value. And if they don't see the value in it, they don't have it in the house. If they don't have it in the house, the kids can't use it, Mm -hmm. right? So it could be a cost thing. So what we've done is we try to partner with the individual schools, the superintendents. Nice. We bring it to the boys and girls clubs. Um, We're actually even partnering now with some hospitals to say it's it's a non-traditional way to bring it to the schools. Yeah. But think about hospitals. They take care of all of us regardless of income level. But a lot of their access is through their patient portals online. If you don't have a patient portal, you don't have access to the Internet, you can't get there. So we're trying to work with them to help them help spread the word for Connect to Compete. So it's a non-traditional way to get there, yeah. but it's still important. So well, I mean, it is important, again, because everybody uh, you know, needs to be connected. When I lose my phone, I'm lost. I don't know what you're like, but I'm like... I have no idea what's going on. And if my battery's dead and I wake up late, I'm like, oh, that's right. There, there goes the world. <laughs> I think I'd rather leave my laptop at home than my cell phone. <laughs> totally. Right. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break in a second. But we are talking to Ross Nelson from Cox Communications and Cox Business and wonderful supporters of Waterfire. But if you've been listening, so many other opportunities uh, that Cox gives to our community and if you would just take a moment to listen to what they're putting out there you know what you might just apply you might just get what you need anyway you're listening to am 790 and water fire ignites rhode island your station for talk and business talk to you in a sec And hello, 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 and welcome back. And thank you so much for spending time with us uh, this afternoon. It's a beautiful afternoon. We have that wonderful rain shower. And I have had two incredible guests on uh, this afternoon, and I'm going to continue talking to one of them. But today is about giving back, and it's about philanthropy. And earlier I talked to Rick Simone, who is my friend and the executive director of the Sianci Educational Foundation, which has just started. And, of course, Mayor Sianci, as everybody knows, was on WPRO. And, uh, hey, we used to be on at the same time. And I remember one time walking in the door, and there was all these cameras because he was about to run for mayor. And I said, I'm really sorry, sir. The paparazzi's following me. I'm not really sure what to do. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm back here with my friend Ross Nelson from uh, Cox Business and Cox Communications. And, you know, just talking about 
giving back to our community and making things better and the initiatives that you have going on. So I want you to just, can you just recap what you're doing uh, that people need to apply for by July 15th? July 15th. So Get Started Rhode Island, the Shark Tank-like event that we have. It'll be held in September uh, 22nd, but the important date now is July 15th. If you're a small business, if you're interested in pitching, um, we'll take all the applicants. We have a, a team that'll go through them. We'll select the final six, um, and then those folks will move on to the uh, the round in September 22nd. But first, you got to go to coxblue.com slash ri to register. So you can register your company to pitch that online there, and you can also register to attend as well. Who's judging this? This is what I want to know. So we've got a, quite a good panel. We've got, uh, I mentioned a little earlier, we've got uh, Tom Burgess, who is a, a serial entrepreneur from uh, Boston. Uh, Melissa Withers, who's the managing director and co-founder of the Founders League in Beta Spring in Providence. We have James Ledbetter, who's the editor of Inc. magazine. Yep. He was there last year, and... Uh, he, he's just a, a wonderful guy. Uh, he, he loved the event. He even brought his mother to the event last year. Nice. Yeah, so we got to meet her. And then Mark Murphy, the editor of the PBN. I love Mark Murphy. Mark's a great guy, a good friend. So we've got a good panel of judges. They're engaging. They're active. Uh, they'll ask good questions. But it's a great opportunity for visibility for your company. And, again, it's $40,000 in prize, prizes. That's huge. Cash. It huge. is. Huge. And, you know, um, my husband, uh, who kind of walks in and out uh, here and always helps me, said a very smart thing. He said, you know, you're helping to bring up the middle class. Like, there's not a lot of opportunities sometimes that are put out there that people can actually... You know, I guess yeah. throw your hat in the ring, right? Right. Yeah, that was that was actually a, a really nice sentiment. I really appreciate that. We hadn't looked at it like that, but we do feel like there's a social responsibility on our part to help grow the economy. We we have 800 employees in Rhode Island. We live here. We 800? work here. 800? We do. So we have a vested interest in making Rhode Island successful. So whether it be through Get Started, whether it be Connect to Compete to bring internet to low-income families, or it's Cox Charities which we've donated $6 million since 2001 to the local community. We support City Year, Center for Dynamic Learning, Newport Community Schools, and Boys and Girls Clubs. And And Water Fire, <laughs> one of our favorites, right? So it's, it's, it's just nice to be able to be in a position, like I said, we, we, we look at ourselves as a local family business. Yeah not a national corporation. I know that just because I know the people that work there. And as I said, I pick up the phone when I've got an issue and I actually talk to someone, which to me makes a very big difference these days rather than press one, right. press two. And they talk like we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I am so happy you have been here. Thank you so, so much. It's great to be here with you. Always good to see you. And always, um, we are so grateful for what you do for Waterfire. Thank um, you. Just in general, and you're just fun. I, I'm going to get you <laughs> and the other three. He's got three red-headed beautiful daughters and a beautiful red-headed wife. And I'm going to bring you all on one day, and yeah, it's going to be a redhead fest. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of crazy at home. <laughs> well, everybody, listen. We do not have our next fire until July 9th, but check it out. Next week, I'll be telling you everything that's happening on July 9th. And we've got some really beautiful, beautiful uh, 
I guess, commemorations and celebrations and things to talk about. So I hope to see you down by the riverside. My name is Bronwyn Dannenfelter. I'm your host, and you have been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And thank you, National Grid and Lifetime Medical.